and welcome to the Friday episode of Stop Chasing Skinny, just a bite-sized bit of information. This week, I want to talk about information overload. It's kind of a continuation of last week's no excuses mentality. Uh, If you missed it, go back and listen to it. And it talks about where something that could be motivating, is meant to be motivating, is now demotivating. I see this with information overload in fitness where somebody may just be starting on their fitness journey and they start consuming some information and the next thing you know, they're just so confused that they kind of have analysis paralysis, they can't move, they can't do anything with it because this thing says it's good, that thing says it's bad. This also happens to some who has been in the fitness game for a little bit, um, you know, you try to increase your knowledge and so you start consuming more and more information. And you can also find yourself in analysis paralysis. And it's a little bit different though. It's not so much, I don't know what to do. It's just that you have all these conflicting ideas in your head. And so you kind of become stuck a little bit and demotivated. And then now you're also stressed out because of all these things that you're reading. And the more we know about numbers, the closer we watch those numbers. And so those numbers can include like the weight on a scale, um, the number of calories that you're consuming, the number of macronutrients you're consuming, the um, number of calories you're burning. Um, Even we can become obsessed over the number of steps that we're taking or not taking during the day. So it's It's this fine line where you go from having something that's motivating and very useful and your measures for success, and then you can cross over very easily into this land of kind of obsession, compulsion, and generalized stress. So what was a good thing is now not a good thing. Um, If this sounds like you in any way, shape, or form and you want to learn more about this, I did an in-depth series of podcasts on this episodes number 17, 18, 19, and 20. We see a lot of things these days that are our new norm. They're normal, but normal doesn't mean healthy. So a lot of these things that we do um, are not healthy, even though they're normal (laughs) in the health industry. So, um, you know, obsessing about calories, obsessing about steps, all that stuff is just not healthy. And I think the, the big thing, so I had a client actually this week who said, you know what, I started this fitness journey and lost all this extra weight by just sticking with the SK Fit Life workouts and eating healthy and being aware. And then over time, about the past four years or so, she started um, really, like I said, taking her fitness to the next level in terms of tracking and measuring and um, doing all the things that you read you quote unquote should do to improve. And what she finally, so she's been struggling. Um, she's been struggling a good bit uh, with like health issues and then she has a bunch of stuff just going on in life and she said the last thing she needs is at the end of the day being stressed out because her numbers don't add up just right. However that looks, right? Whether it's her macronutrients or calories or steps, her exercise, whatever that is, that was adding extra stress to her. And so what she said was she got fed up, she was done, she deleted every single fitness app on her phone and she assured us there were a lot 
So while a lot of these things can be helpful in many ways, a lot of them can be very detrimental. And she's not the only one who has told me a story similar to this. I've never heard of somebody just completely wiping them out. So you have some options. You can completely wipe them out, which I think is awesome. Um, I personally, you know, my own personal story, since this is is me, I interview other people um, on Tuesdays. So for me, as many of you know, my background with, um, I used to be a triathlete and a big endurance athlete. I met, I was a vegetarian. I measure, or I didn't measure my food necessarily, but I really did pay close attention to all of that stuff. I paid attention to my calories burned, to the miles ran, all those numbers. I was an engineer before, so I'm real good at numbers. Um, calories in, calories out was my big thing. So then I switched over to doing fitness competitions, and that's all about the diet. That's all about the numbers. You have to track your macronutrients. If you're not, you're probably not going to be on that stage in the right shape. It's very, very tedious. And for the time, I loved it. It gave me something to work towards. Um, it was 24-7, so you know you couldn't. And not like triathlons where, okay, well, I can kind of eat whatever I want, just go get my training in as long as I show up to the race and don't drown. Nobody really cares how I did other than me. Um, but for the fitness competitions, you can't you can't skirt anything. You have to be on point for all of your training 24-7, your nutrition 24-7. I loved it at the time, but once I was finished, I was done. And to this day, I don't count macronutrients. I refuse to count macronutrients. Unless I have a photo shoot and I'm not there and I'm not getting there, I will not measure my food or weigh my food. I've done it for long enough that I have a very good awareness of what everything looks like, what I need to fuel my own body. And now I do all of these obstacle course races, these Spartan races, and there are definitely ways that I could improve my performance. And there are ways that I could get leaner if I wanted to. But the the fact is that I have finally found this point where I feel really happy and I don't want my goals to rule my life anymore because it's one thing to have goals and work towards them and it's another thing to have them making you work for them. So it's 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 simplifying things. Um this is why it's so hard. Like that it's why it takes a while to figure out that it actually is a journey. This is why um you know people who like to give out diet plans and make you stick to the specifics, That their job is actually easier than somebody who says to be more intuitive and, and to really think about it and to slow things down. It's way easier for me to coach somebody with, here, do X, do Y, do Z, don't deviate, you'll get the results. That's the easy part. It's really hard to get somebody to figure out how to do it and incorporate it into a busy life. But that's also the most rewarding way to do it because you know that that client is going to continue on for the entirety of their life in that way with a healthier appreciation for some of those numbers, for some of the tracking stuff, for some of the awareness. Um, So if you are struggling with this, if you are finding that you are so stressed out by the end of the day because you didn't make all of your, your numbers, try just letting it go. Um, I don't mean to not pay attention to anything. I mean, 
don't stress about the numbers. If you're hungry, be more be more intuitive about being hungry. Eat some nutritious food. Take some time. Start meditating. I am so excited. I'm going to have this guest on who um, he does guided meditations for runners. So I know a lot of people listening, you know, the idea of sitting down and not doing anything is kind of crazy. So the idea of meditation may sound like torture, um, but he is going to teach us how you can do it while you're still being active because so meditation isn't and he'll talk about this but meditation isn't just i'm gonna sit on a mat and om meditation can come in all different forms one of the major forms that i see is eating i mean i used to peanut butter meditate all the time just stand there with the jar of peanut butter and put it in my mouth (laughs) so there are different ways to meditate Um, some of us do choose the peanut butter route I was one of those for a long time. Um, And so we're going to talk about a lot of different options in that way. But really what I see a lot of times is that this is just the overall big picture, right? A lot of times we're so stressed out in life. Our cortisol is high during the day. We come home at the end of the day. Everybody's kind of crazy. Everybody gets nutty like right around that five or six time. I mean, I don't have kids, but I've seen it with kids and my dogs definitely do it. So everybody's kind of nutty, you know, and maybe you're getting ready for the next day and everybody's all stressed out. And finally the kids go to bed and, and you're just alone in the kitchen. And now your cortisol levels have dropped. The stress has gone away and you find yourself standing in front of the pantry with the door open with a jar of peanut butter in your hand and the spoon in your hand. And that's, meditative. So if you think about it, you can just shortcut that by doing something else that's meditative. Skip that part because those extra calories add up big time. Um, I'd have to add that up just to have an idea. Again, just ballpark. But I mean, I remember a time where I would eat like half a jar of peanut butter, no problem, no questions asked, just do it. And then I just go to bed. And that's I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's over a thousand calories just in that. So, you know, you cut that out because now you're, you know, you're negating your stress in some other way and you're not doing it through peanut butter therapy. Um, you don't have to be so stressed out all day from what your numbers say and how many steps you got in, you know, you can just use it as a guide instead of a rule. Speaking of rules, I think a lot of us, we like them and we don't like them. Um, there's this like inner bratty child that's like, ah, I'm going to, you know, fight against your rules. And so a lot of times whenever you put like restrictions on yourself, um, you have this internal battle and you kind of fight against it. I know I get like that with, um, you know, measuring and weighing and macronutrients. And if I have to be on a diet, um, I really hate it. And that's when I tend to eat more, overeat. I don't know why that is. I have to look it up. There's probably like a bazillion great books on it. Um, You know, it's this self-sabotage thing that we do. And, you know, if you just remove some of those triggers for that self-sabotage, then you can just stop self-sabotaging. One of my biggest things is to change my, my attention and my intention through distraction. One of my favorite ways to distract myself is through cleaning or uh, maybe going for a walk, just being physically active because it's the release of that, that pent up energy that is what I need 
And so either I'm going to eat it or I'm going to go shake it off. Um, even just turning the music on and dancing with my dogs in the middle of the day sometimes is a great distraction. Um, you know, when I worked in an office, a great distraction um, was just to go for a walk and go, quote unquote, get coffee. I didn't really need the coffee. I needed the walk. Um, so just distracting yourself in that way has been great. You change your focal point, And instead of sitting there going, no, don't eat it, don't eat it. You know, the law of attraction, whatever you you talk about, you think about, you you want it, you don't want it, you're going to get it. Um, so when you distract yourself, you take it out of focus, you move on to the next thing, and you don't have to have this internal struggle with yourself. Oh, I shouldn't eat it. I shouldn't eat it. I don't even say that anymore. If I go somewhere where there's something that I quote unquote shouldn't eat or don't want to eat, I just ignore it. I don't tell anybody around me that, oh, I, I have to not eat that because they're either going to try to talk me into it or try to talk me into it. <laughs> So just avoid it. So that's pretty much my Friday message from a health and fitness professional <laughs> saying that maybe you don't need everything that a health and fitness professional puts out there. If you find that it's kind of triggering for you and complicates things for you, it's your choice to censor that out. Not everything that's put out into the universe is actually worth consuming. Weird. Awesome. I hope you have a great week. Listen for us on Tuesday for the full episode. Make sure you go back and check out episodes 17, 18, 19, 20. As I just said, don't consume too much information. Um, but I feel like these are really great life lessons. So have a great week. Mm-hmm.